What's up and welcome to Unhinged with Jay. So today I want to talk a little bit about family. I know that right now in the world, in our country specifically, a lot of, or let's say divorce rates have been going through the roofs astronomically ever since COVID and the lockdowns and all the nonsense that's come through afterwards. And, you know, we've never really talked too much about family. I figured today was a good day to talk a little bit about family and some of the experiences I've had, some of the things that matter to me and what I think it really means to uh, be committed in a marriage in a way that you are there and you are there for the good, but you're also there for the bad. And I know most people, or, you know, it's the vows you take when you get married, you know, all that shit. We were there for the good, the bad, and the ugly, except that most people, as soon as things get tough, as soon as things get bad, ugly, they uh, they fucking flee. They run. They tuck tail. They bounce. They don't work. Well, marriages work. How many of you listening right now? How many of you are married? I bet you know. If you're married, you know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. It's work. It's a work nonstop. And it never ends. But that's not what you didn't sign up for a vacation. You signed up for a partnership, right? So why would the work ever end? Is the work on yourself ever going to end? Better not. If the work on yourself ends, you've already failed yourself and your partner, so your marriage is probably going to fail anyways. Because every day as we experience more, we grow. And as we grow, we evolve. And you're either evolving into something good or you're evolving into something bad. So what are you, go- what are you doing every day? Are you really pushing yourself into a place where you, know, you look a few years down the road and you're just a better version, a better human than you used to be? Or you, you know, 20 years out of high school have the exact same set of friends and are basically the exact same person, just with a lot less success in life. Because all you've done is stay the same and never evolve and never become better. Well, for me, that was always out of the question. That was never something I could really stomach or stand because it is... In, at least in my opinion, is all about the evolution and the process of becoming the best version of yourself that you possibly can be. Right? So we, our brand's stronger than yesterday for a reason. There's a reason. You know, it's about becoming better. It's about doing something today to be kept better so you're better tomorrow. Implement one little thing. Your, impl- your life can Im- be impacted in a way that you become better, stronger, Something more than you are now, than you are today, than you are before that action. Well, in families, you know, let's say a man and a woman. It's easy for me. I'm a man. I've got a wife. Here we go. This is easy. I took a vow to be in this relationship, but not like she's my girlfriend. To be in it like she's my wife, like she's my partner, like she's my equal, like I'm hers. Like, we are a unit. We're a couple. We are our own individuals, yes. But we are very much one unified party in our life. And that's not how most people live, and that's really not how very many people live. And one of the reasons I think it's so important that you live in unison with your partner is that... Like I just said, every day you're growing, right? So you're either growing together or you're growing apart. 
And if you choose a path in life where you spend the vast majority of your life apart and then just get kind of thrust together on these little occasions since you cohabitate, you are missing a very big piece of the puzzle of what can be, not what has to be. And maybe for you, it's not what should be. This is, you know, for me, maybe some of the things I've gone through, been married for quite some time now. And, you know, it's been, I'd say at the end of the day as a whole, we have a great marriage, but it hasn't been easy. It's not like we haven't gone through some things. I mean, we decided when we were younger to start a business together. (laughs) Well, if that doesn't test something, I mean, what will, right? Like now you're not only together and cohabitating together, but now you're working together and relying on each other in ways you've never had to before, which if you've ever done this with your spouse, you know is not the easiest thing to achieve. But also, if you've done it, you might know that if you have the right partner, it can be worth it. It can be the right choice. You know, um, I like to have a best friend and a partner. You know, it's not just about sex. It's not just about what can you fucking do for me? It's not just about can they further me in this way. It's about just so happen to find a best friend and a partner in the same person. Well, to me, I wouldn't want to have a partner who's not my best friend because having a relationship, especially a wife, a husband, a significant other that you have chosen a path where you've devoted to them that you're not going to fucking bounce when things get hard. Right? You can have a girlfriend or a boyfriend. That's easy. They stick around when things are great and when things get tough with you, they split and then you go on to the next one. That's what that's for. But what I see so often these days is that people are t- doing that same or taking the same approach through marriage and I don't fucking understand it. It's one, we're not getting to know each other for very long at all first and it's true love it doesn't matter we're gonna get married okay well that's fine but if you don't know the person how do you know that is it a gut feeling you get okay i'm not gonna hit on you for following it but then if you never spent any time developing that feeling developing what it means developing or even following where it goes to see well yeah we have this initial instant attraction but can there be more? Can there be more depth? Because over a couple of months, you don't need much depth. But over decades, you need to have a little more than just that in- initial attraction that brought you together. You need to have truly somebody that you can communicate with, that you can exist with, that you can be one with. At least in my opinion, or the, what the fuck are you doing? Like You're leaving so much out there. And I think that if you're not looking at marriage when you take that fucking step as though now not to say no no matter what in the world you could never get divorced no that's not wouldn't be reasonable because the farther you get down the road sometimes people just are not compatible okay that's not a crime it's more of a crime at that point to maybe stay but what i'm seeing happen now is not that it's we got together when things were good everything was easy It was, you know, not that big of a deal because we don't take marriages seriously. And then all of a sudden life gets hard and you find out you don't know your partner. 
And then when you find out you don't know your partner, now you know what the fuck's going on, right? Something along these lines. And you come, because obviously when you're with somebody for long enough, unless you're, I don't know what you're doing, you get to know each other on a level that is so much deeper than you can do without time. Like, my wife and I have been together for 13 years. But we didn't get married until seven. And it wasn't because of anything other than the simple fact of, if we're going to do this, we need to be in it for the long haul. And if we are going to decide and dedicate ourselves to that ideal, that when we get in this, it's... Because we're not going to leave when it's something's tough. When we're not going to leave the other when they're down. We're not going to just all that shit that comes with weak relationships. And the first set of years, I mean, our relationship, our first year was by far the hard, the worst, as far as and the hardest with between us as a couple. That's the opposite of most years relationships usually they start out great and go the other direction and we start out but there was something there so we that's when we started working to see if it would work and it did okay cool like wow okay so then a few years later down the road we've got this really amazing incredible relationship but the depth of where it was a couple years in which is even when most people would consider it's been long enough to get married and then you know let's say three years in and now 10 years later the depths of what you become if you go through this life together can be so much more. It can be so fucking incredible to have a best friend, to have a partner, and to have a life where that is all unified in one. And obviously when that happens, there is a downside too, which when things go bad, well, because it's all tied up together, it's much worse, right? So it's like anything. Is it better to have loved and lost than never loved at all? Fuck no. But losing hurts. Still rather do it. I'd rather compete and lose every day than never compete. I'd rather gain something beautiful and have the risk of losing it than to have never had it. And part of that, I think, is actually being willing to develop that ahead of time to develop a really strong foundation. I mean, I talk about this with health a lot, where if you're not building a strong foundation for your health, all of the things around it are eventually going to fall. I ran through that problem when I was just doing, you know, trying to be big, strong, look good, and eat whatever the fuck I wanted to eat, you know, eventually, because I didn't have a strong foundation built. Fucking walls came crumbling down on me, and I jacked up my health pretty bad for a while. Well... I learned from my mistakes and just as I, in a relationship as I'd learned from a previous relationship some of the mistakes and some of the things I knew I didn't want just as she'd gone through and she'd learned some of the things she didn't want we implement, implemented them into our new relationship and our new life together and it was hard in the beginning we're fucking two wild very hard to control personalities that <laughs> sometimes are very tough to contain and control you just can't get a grasp on them sometimes and in the beginning you know it was like two pinball machines just ding 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 just trying to you know 
balance things out as we learned each other and got better and better. And, you know, we're the type where it's not a... Most of the time it's not very good and every once in a while we have sparks. No, fuck that. We're not those people. We're the... 99% of the time it's beautiful and amazing. But the 1% is a motherfucking nightmare. Well, we're both wild and explosive and passionate and vibrant and hard to contain people. (laughs) So, you know, understanding what you have in that is important. You know, so for us, is when things go bad, is that 1% of the time that is really hard. Like, we both hate it, it's miserable, nobody likes it, it sucks, it's grueling, and it feels like it'll never end. And then it does, and then it's back to normal. And for us, it's that is few and far between, as a couple. And probably like you, I've been in relationships where initially the good outweighs the bad, and it just kind of, it's like a teeter-totter, slowly tipping the other way to eventually the bad far outweighs the good, and then you have to vacate a relationship. Well, if you invest the time in the beginning, truly getting to know people, not being in such a rush, I think that, especially these days, because I know that's more of a thing. Take the time to truly get to know someone, and if they're meant to be in your life, they're going to. And when it's time, if you believe in marriage and that's what you like and that's what you want to do, then do it. Because, honestly, it can be fucking amazing. I say marriage can be a lot of work. Well, yeah, so can being single. It can be fun as hell, too. But, man, being single can be a bitch, too. That's a lot of work. A lot of people to keep up with. Like, it's just... ah. (laughs) So, also, as exhausting as marriage can be, if that's what you're worried about, being single can be equally fun and equally exhausting, but it's in my experience, which we'll talk about someday. I was a very wild child. My experience is no matter how fun those encounters can be, no matter how wild and memorable and what you'd want to put on that little whatever the fuck mantle you keep it on, none of them compare to the depth and fulfillment you can have from a true partnership. So, you know, as a married man, I've, in the last couple of years, I think, really come to know a new level of what it means to be committed to a partner, to be a partner, to be a husband. And it's come on the back of real struggle. You know, some really tough times have come across us and come on us and those have tested us in ways that you would have never thought possible until you experience it, right? The difference with us is we had this somewhere in the mix of it, a precipice moment where the threat of that breaking us had dissipated. And it continued no matter how hard as a couple and as a unit in a partnership to bring us closer together and strengthen us. And, I mean, we haven't talked about it much. We will as we go. My wife will talk about it because of some of the things. But she has struggled with some pretty severe depression throughout her life. And it has, and I mean very severe, and it has at times completely derailed our entire life. Not her and our marriage as much, and it has done that some. It's been tough, but 
It's more that it would, when things go bad, things, and you know, the poor thing just gets crushed, and our world around that can fall apart. And that's a tough battle, because you know, as he when came from as a young man, not knowing shit about that. Just didn't know anything. I'd never experienced what it's like, you know, to have to live with and deal with and understand the struggles someone goes through when they're in that state because it ends up being almost like you have two people. You know, you've got, like, for me, <laughs> I picked well in the ways of, like, I picked a not only beautiful woman, but that's one of her least redeeming qualities. It's, When she's not in that hurt, dark place, she is vibrant and her soul is fucking beautiful. And she's literally, there's a reason I have a best, like she's my best friend. Well, fuck, why? I mean, if you've ever heard much of what I talk about and how I talk, I cuss up a storm like a fucking sailor. Like I just, I'm a wild son of a bitch. And how does this little beautiful, vibrant ball of fire line up with it? And I don't know. But it does. So to have that and to have this enormous impediment in your life is something that has tested me in a way that I never knew was possible. You know, and it's not about me at the end of the day because it's a, it's about her in that way. And I'm not going to get too deep on it because that's a lot more of her her story and our struggles together that she'll share and, you know, we'll share together. But for me, what really changed was a couple years ago, her, our life was getting in a really tough place. I'd lost my health for a while. She was losing her mental health. It was fucking <laughs> match made in heaven at that point. Well, the problem is we were running a business at that exact time. And our whole life was built around the business and everything, you know, initially we could kind of withstand it. And then as time grew, our health, well, my physical health was deteriorating. Her mental was. And then our business was around it because of that. We were no longer able to fulfill what we needed to do on a daily basis to make our business grow and thrive like we had in the past. I mean, we just weren't those vibrant souls. We just weren't. And we had an entire life predicated on us being able to be those people to achieve what we needed to achieve to continue to live and thrive and grow. Well, when you don't, you wither and die. So as we were going through a process that was very bad, very tough, you know, but we were getting through it, just happened to be the tip of the iceberg. Boom, we lost our dog. And I'm not going to get much into it because I'll start crying and I'm not about to fucking do that right now. But he was my soul, her soul, our connection in a world that it was just one of those things. He had a connection with us and we had a connection with him that when it happened, it was like the straw that broke the camel's back and boom, we fucking crumbled. And it sucked. It was horrible. It was just, you know, devastated. I was devastated. It was pretty sudden. Kind of one of those things you just, if you, you know, if you're a dog person, if you're not, you're going to think I'm in, what I'm saying is really just crazy. You can't understand it. And that's fine. 
But if you are a dog person, you know what I'm saying, and you understand that depth and bond you build with your animals. They're like kids in a way. And how horrible it is when that happens is something that I was never fucking ready for. And I don't think when it happens with any of my other dogs, I'll ever be ready for that either. But it just happened to be at a time that broke us completely. And everything was just be really, it wasn't like all of the walls were being held up by like chopsticks at that point. And as soon as that hit, everything collapsed around us. Our whole life did. I'm like, fuck, okay, what do we do? What? My mental or my physical health at that point, you know, fast forward a little ways, and my physical health had come back. I'd changed everything in my entire life and gotten to a point where my physical health was, I was truly thriving physically for the first time in years. And she was starting to too, but her mental health was holding her in such a prison that everything was continuing to get worse and it was continuing to evolve into a worse place and a worse state. So, you know, this wasn't something I was really prepared for. I didn't know I didn't know how to get her the help she needed. I didn't know what to do. It was scary for me too because I'm watching the most amazing thing I have in my life just struggle with something that is so... It's indescribable for me. I don't even know how to really put it into words, but that is a painful experience to not know what to do to help, not know how to help, not know how to be that man that you were supposed to be there for her. You know, like I know that being a man and chivalry and all these things that go along in life with being a man in a relationship with your wife, it's, it's starting to become almost invalid in society or invalidated, I guess. But to me, it's not, you know, like we're, we have different roles we play in our relationships based on part of it being a man and a woman, but part of it because it's where, you know, where she's stronger, she takes lead and where I'm stronger, I take lead and where we're best together, we do this. And this is how we, you know, I always tell her, it's like, with us, when we're together, it's one and one makes three. It doesn't make two. Her and I are both fucking incredible and powerful and strong individuals that are capable of some amazing shit on our own. And sometimes you get one person in a relationship like that, and then you get the other who kind of sucks off that and won't let the other go to a higher level because of that. But with us, what tends what I've found is, Together, we are capable of so much more than we have ever been individually. We really thrive together. We belong together in this way. Like, our brains are just the right amount of fucked up in the right areas to fit together. Because my weird shit kind of like fixes her weird shit. And her shit kind of balances out mine. And just, you know, it's not two of the same. I grew up an athlete. She grew up a musician. Like, she grew up really good in school. I barely graduated. Like, we, in a lot of ways, you know, two vastly different cultures we were raised in. Couldn't be different in so many ways. But at the end of the day, when it comes together and the life we've built and the people we've become, we couldn't be more alike in the ways that matter to us. And to be honest, we are still continuing to work on that every single second of every single day because it matters to us. And we decided that because of that, we are willing to put in the work to have what we determine is what our relationship should be 
that's what we require out of it. Not like, well, it could be great, but it's not going to be, so fuck it. No, we're going to get through the bad, right? Work to make the good better. Work to make the bad less. And just bring everything together in a way that allows us to exist just at a level which most couples never get to see. And, you know, jumping right back into this, like, with the depression, with the battles that we've had to face with that, you know, like, what happened back in Vegas when we decided to leave, like, I had a moment of clarity where I knew that what we were doing in life was, she was never going to be able to be okay. And I had a new mission. It wasn't to grow our brand. It wasn't to grow the business. It was to protect my wife. And I had choices at that time. Do I, is this now the time we let our, you know, we, we explode and go our separate ways and I just watch her fucking fall into oblivion because she's, I leave her to her dark, her most vulnerable moments? Or do I do what I believe is right and step the fuck up and make sacrifices so we can, and my wife can, and our family can, go to a better place and continue and thrive. So I didn't see a choice there. There wasn't like, well, what should I do? I didn't see one. To me, there was only one choice once I realized, like I had a, it's an epiphany. And I knew in that moment we had to move. We had to pick up states. It was time to go. She'd been really desperate to get back to the beach because that's where she grew up and really, I think, had her best memories as a kid. So I'm like, cool. You've always wanted to go back to the beach, so boom, we picked up stakes, sold almost everything we owned, <laughs> and hopped in a U-Haul and popped down to a fucking little, little ass apartment in Long Beach. And if you've been to Long Beach before, there's some parts of Long Beach that are pretty fucking gnarly. But we ended up in a pretty decent spot. Like, we were, like, right on the borderline of... You go a couple streets over, it's really nice. And you go a couple streets back, and it's absolute fucking mayhem and hell. So we're right in that borderline, but we happen to get really close to the ocean. And, I mean, to the point where... If everybody was quiet around you at night, you could hear the waves. I'm like, oh, we had just this teeny apartment, but we didn't give a shit because we were there for the water. Well, we were there for her, for the water, but I didn't know how much I was going to love it, too. Holy shit, that changed everything for me, getting to go to the water. We'll get into that, too. But anyways, because of well, what we deemed, I don't even know how to say this, when I saw how, in how, uh, when I saw just how much pain she was in, just how much trouble she was actually in. Like I said, it was there was no choice. It wasn't like, well, we could stay. Like, no. Didn't matter what we had going on. We had some very big opportunities happening in Vegas at that time. Our business was there. Our business was not thriving, and it was coming down around us, but it was still very viable if we were able to just get a little better. But we weren't there in that environment, in that situation. Like, everything was just not going right. And I've always been one, like, I'll keep it, I'll stay in the game. I played sports. I'll stay in the game till the bitter fucking end until there is no hope left because the game is fucking over. But that wasn't possible because something was far, far more important. 
And I mean, I hope your family is this important to you. I hope you have a family that can be this important to you because although it's incredibly tough what you may go through sometimes, it is incredible, right? Like, if you know what I'm talking about, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Ladies, men, like, you know. Got a husband or wife, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like, it can be so amazing if you have a good relationship. And if you don't, you have no fucking clue what I'm talking about. And it probably sounds like I'm spouting out my ass. And that's fine. I don't really give a shit. But after we moved out to Cali, we kept evolving. We kept searching, I guess is a way to say it. We knew that the way we had done things in the past would only lead to the same result. So we started trying to figure out a different path. Like, this is, like, right in the heart of the pandemic. I mean, half our fucking, like, we'd, we were at the brink of our, losing our business, and all of our product got locked up in Vegas. I'm sitting in Long Beach, zero chance or way to make money. We'd sold both our cars. Like, I've got a fucking beach cruiser. Like, so I find myself working minimum wage down, down to, like, the only business open on the fucking, this little street, second street that, lived, that we lived by. Like, first couple of months there, like, this is a new experience for me. I'd been working in some of the highest levels of professions out in Vegas as a waiter and been around incredibly successful people. And, like, it just was a different environment. And then I'm back at literally, like, the lowest entry level of work, just looking around every day, just going, what the fuck? Like, wow, okay. Got to figure some shit out, right? But that's what we were there to do. And, you know, our business was locked up, so that's not really viable to make us any money. Actually, in fact, we're losing a ton of money because of it, because, you know, that how that works. And we're just sitting there. Huh. Okay. So we did. We started figuring out how to rebuild. And we did it in a different way. Like, we spent that year fucking off, getting drunk like we were young high school kids, or college, I guess whatever range that's in, young-ass, crazy-ass kids. And it took literally like six months to decompress from all the shit that we'd been going through in a, in a way where we were functional, functional as people we would recognize again. We'd lost it. And then we started finding it again. And then we took this month-long road trip up in the Pacific Northwest, and for the first time, just, I mean, we got a rooftop tent, and we were sleeping in our car, and we were just, it was amazing, but it, it was eye-opening, it was transforming, it was one of those things where you really just come out of it, changed in a way that you can't go back from, like, we'd never tasted freedom that way, we'd never experienced you know, I mean, we'd grown up in cities like, yeah, we experienced freedom, but not like this. Like, it was just something, there was something magical, magical about the trip, and it changed the course of our life. Not too far after that, one of her family members asked us to come up, live up on a homestead. They had an apartment we could totally refinish. You know, so I'm like, okay, well, obviously that's not my ideal thing, and that wouldn't be hers either, but we were in a place of pure rebuilding, and were offered what was supposed to be this olive branch to allow us to finish building this beautiful existence of, a, of life and a business and a family that we see. And if you ever look on our page, that's what it's about. 
you know, and you'll start to see it more and more as it comes through. It's like, it's a lifestyle because it's a lifestyle about truly getting the most you can out of life, whether it's through your family, it's through your fitness, through your health, like it doesn't matter. They all matter. So we continued our journey. Took everything we'd saved up in Cali. So we, well, we picked up a car, got everything we'd saved up, moved out here. Boom. Start building, right? And the whole, the whole theory is we're, I mean, like we're 30 miles outside of town. We are in the middle of nowhere. We are secluded in the mountains, like half on grid, basically. Like it's with the right touches could be a creator's paradise, which is what we needed. We needed somewhere she could heal. Somewhere she could get inspiration. Somewhere she could become whole again and truly find herself. And then refine what makes her tick and find her passions. You know? And for me, it was to be here and help her heal. Help her grow. Help her become whatever it is that she needs to become. To be the best version of herself and in a way that she's proud of. Like, I talk a lot about being someone you're proud of. Like, we've all gone through moments where we're proud of ourselves and gone through moments where we're not. But how many of us truly have put together a life where we are truly proud of who the fuck we are, what we stand for? That's what I'm talking about. Real meaning in life, real value, real fulfillment. And we've been out, we were out here seeking. And, you know, it's... (laughs) Just like in life, right? You have to learn the sacrifice. You never know the sacrifices you're going to make or the depths of them going in. And you really learn as you go through. You know, so I'm out here living in a place. Living with, with you know, from a different culture. It's a different age range. Different way of thinking on life, I guess you'd say. And unfortunately, like, you know, what happens is you go somewhere for, like we came for... Well, solitude, one, mainly, but not really. We came for peace and healing. And instead of spending a year at war. And it's one of those things, like for me, you know, I, through this process of having to watch, well, be in a place where you're, significant other is supposed to be safe to find out that they're not and I'm not talking like physical violence and harm that's not at all but when you have someone who's in a delicate situation their emotional state their mental health their well-being is you know it's delicate and I'll tell you what when you get into the wrong situation that you you know you go you go left when you think or you go right when you should have gone left or left when you should have gone right and you think that okay I'm making this choice for these reasons because this is what's going to happen. And because of this, we'll be able to do these things. And then you get there and boom, everything's different. Everything's, you know, you have to deal with a lot of hurt, a lot of betrayal, a lot of anger and resentment when basically, and I mean, this is the way she'd put it, is like when you're sold into a lie. Like you are taken... And like for me, in a way, like, let's just, I'll circle back to this. I, as a man, I don't allow people to take advantage of me in a way, in many ways. Yeah, I could be outsmarted. Yeah, you could, you know, 
eventually do something maybe cool, but I'm not, you know, you're not going to just sit around me and take advantage of me. I'm not that type of guy. I'm not one to sit back and be like, you know, that's cool. I get it. Hurt you. Like, I don't mind if you rape me. It's cool. Fuck yeah. Like, no, I'm not. I say what I mean. I mean what I say and I'm not afraid to be blunt. I'm not, also, I'm not insensitive. I'm not a complete dick. I'm not out to hurt people, but you know what I've learned is those qualities don't go well in some places. And for me, like, I came here for my wife so she could heal. And in the process, incurred more damage. And because I'm unwilling to sit back and be quiet, she had to experience things from people closer to her than you would ever hope to experience, you know? And that's, I mean, we all know how this works. We've all got family and goes good, it goes bad, you know. I'm not going to put names out because it's not what this is about. It isn't about calling somebody out. It's about the reality of how you handle situations, you know. So for me, I've had somebody who in the regular world would never, ever, ever fuck with me or ever have an opportunity to take advantage or be brave enough or bold enough to. And I've had to, you know, in the last couple of years especially, you know, over time, you know, as you grow as a man, you encounter more people who want to take advantage. As a waiter, I experienced, you know, some of this, but not much because I was still, I was more willing to stand up for something that I believed was right than I was to keep a job if it came down to it. And I lost a handful of them because of it. And I never really regretted it because I was able to look at myself in the mirror every night when I went to bed. Some nights I was a little more pissed off than others, but I could always do it, right? And being that person, when you were in the way of somebody and the way they want to treat others, <laughs> just, we'll, we'll sum it up, it makes you an asshole. So I'm an asshole because I love my wife. I'm, I'm sure every, you know, she'd tell you I'm an asshole for different reasons than I'm sure a lot of other people think I'm an asshole for other reasons. I don't care. Because at the end of the day, my intentions are good. I am one of those, I wake up with great fucking intentions. And I was in a place, and I still am, that I have had to eat miles of shit to protect my wife and protect the existence we've built. And it goes against everything I believe in as a human and a man. Because I believe if you, go, you, know, you handle it like you're supposed to. Two men have a problem, they figure it out. The end. Like, this is not that big of a deal usually. You just talk, you figure it out, you come, you know. Two people with good intentions come to two great conclusions or compromises where, you know, that's what it's like. You know, yeah, I don't have to explain the way of life to you. You're all living. You know what I'm talking about. But where it came for me as a family man and as a husband who's going through... You know, for me, it's like, if you come after me, either I'm punching the fucking throat, or I'm just going to brush you off, because I don't really give a fuck. It just depends if you, if I felt like you were going to fucking come up on me or not. But I'm not out looking to fight ever. I'm not out looking to make enemies ever. I would be I'm more than willing to say fuck you to your face. If, you know, like someone at the grocery store wants to get froggy, I don't give a shit. Like, it's not about that in life. It's about having... To me, like, the best experiences you can with everybody you encounter on a daily basis. 
but not putting that at such a point that you are willing to sacrifice everything you believe in to have them. I hope that makes sense. So, as a man with a wife right now, who's been going through the trials of her life and having to watch it and having to support it like this is a you know it's a different world to live in it's a an environment and an experience that most people i believe is where they sign off like i didn't get on for this i'm out i'm getting off this ride and that's not the way it needs to be For me, it was when I had that, like, come to Jesus moment in Vegas. It was, this is my wife. This is my partner, and she's everything to me. What am I willing to do for something that's everything to me? And what I really realized was anything and everything. And if you're going through something with your significant other, I hope you come to that same conclusion, too. Because if you're willing to stick through the tough times, and they have to be, this is a caveat, is people have to be willing and interested in working on making themselves better in the world, otherwise it's all moot. But if you are in that position and you're not even sure if it's fucking worth being in there anymore because you're just like, this sucks. Are you doing everything you can to be the person that they need to be the person that you need I don't know but that's a question I asked myself and when I figured out that there was more I could be doing there was better that I could be doing I started doing more I started doing better I started being better I'm learning to listen better I'm learning to understand better I'm learning to have more empathy as I get old like these are all traits we learn but how often do we get to learn them with our partner And if you have a partner going through something, if you have a partner who is struggling from something like depression, do everything you possibly can to be there for them because no matter how dark it is on you, it's a lot darker on them. And if you can get them help, get them help. And that's where we're at. You know? So, hey, Dr. Phil, I don't have any psychological beautiful advice for you this is just my experiences and some of the things that I've gone through and understanding that part of being willing to be strong for your partner is also being willing to be strong enough to take some blows that you normally wouldn't to protect them like some of you aren't fighters and some of you are and this is more to the fighters because most of us are geared to fucking fight while we fight for what we truly care about and truly want, we have to be careful that we don't fight so hard, so fast, so violently that we accidentally wipe away the world around us and end up making everything worse. That isn't an easy proposition. Trust me, it's one I struggle with every single fucking day. But if you can manage to gather up the strength to be there for your partner and gather the strength to be with them through the times that may seem like there is no outcome, like no way out, no way through. If you can be there for them with that, they can find their way through. And you can get through it. And you can get back to building that 
beautiful fucking thing that you have with your wife or your husband. So, that's all I've got for you guys today. I hope that this helps at least one of you figure something out in your relationship. And I hope you have a great day. And I can't wait to talk to you guys again. Peace.